So Emily, I was thinking, you know, just kind of wondering out loud, what does a happy relationship really look like? Well, it looks like us. <laughs> well, um, we can't really do a podcast on that. That's just kind of too simple. I mean, all we really could do is send them a picture or something. <laughs> could do that. We'd lose our audience. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, huh? <laughs> Live from the mysterious, mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Hello, world. This is Scott McKay, your host for X and Y on the Fly. And this is Emily McKay. And we're already up to episode number 30 of the X and Y on the Fly podcast. Wow, time flies. I'm telling you. We've got a huge show for you today, guys and gals. We're going to be talking about something I've never heard talked about anywhere before. Um, we have a special guest. This is really great. You're going to love it. Yes. We have found basically um, us in 50 years. Oh, yes, we did. They were such a cute couple. Oh, they're terrific. And they're happy. Yeah, they got it figured out. Which fits the topic of today's discussion extremely well. You know what's really ironic? What's that? Every, every show, I seem to say, we've got something you've never, ever heard before. Right. So it's like, if they've heard something time and time again, it's that they've never heard what we're going to say ever before. Isn't that kind of ironic? But it's really true, isn't it? It's true. You found something unique here. Yeah. Every time we make a show, it's like we go to the drawing board and we don't even come out with a show for y'all unless it's something completely different. I mean, why rehash everything else, right? Right. So what we're talking about here is happy relationships. We're not just going to get down with some Pollyannish, hey, let's all be happy. We're going to say to ourselves and share with you, do happy relationships even exist? Some people think it's a myth, Emily. Well, not only that, but people who have bad relationships can make them even good. Yes, that's right. And some people who think they have good relationships are really settling. They can make them better. They can make them a lot better. And, you know, I think some people just give up. They say, all right, well, I'm in this relationship. This is the best I'm going to do. That's all that's ever going to happen. I'll just deal with it. Before we get into all of that, including our terrific interview with our guests... Um, we have a couple announcements for you. All right, let's get to it. First of all, the video shows are on the loose. You need to go to the following URL to check us out, and it's going to be at www.youtube. I think everybody knows how to spell that by now. Oh, yes. www.youtube.com front slash group front slash dating advice. We have the dating advice group on YouTube. How cool is that? It is. You did a beautiful job with it. Very impressed. Well, I'll tell you what. Go there and check out the Chick Whisperer TV, which is Emily and I host that for the guys out there primarily. But, you know, ladies, we won't tell anybody if you watch. How's that? <laughs> and then we also have X and Y on the Fly Live. And somebody was saying, well, is this like a live show? I don't know. I think I was kind of thinking when I named that show more like Regis and Kathy Live or Live with Regis and Kathy or Regis and Kelly now, huh? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's more like that. You know, it's kind of just you and I sitting up there. Mm-hmm. And sharing our thoughts and answering right. questions from readers. Yeah. In the first show, we had managed to put the backdrop of Ipanema Beach in Brazil behind us. Oh, 
beautiful. Yeah, so the magic of green screen. Oh, yeah. We yeah. finally mastered it. So I know a lot of you have been asking about the video podcast. Are we going to put this on iTunes? Well, I've already kind of dabbled in doing that, and yes, we are going to put the video shows on iTunes as the Chick Whisperer TV and as X and Y on the Fly Live. So look for that soon. That's right. Very Don't good. miss it. There you go. So, um, Emily, we're talking about happiness. Right. Can a couple really go through their entire life without arguing and just kind of with a smile on their face? Kind of like the Smiling Bob commercial? Uh, not unless they're on crack. Or not unless their sex life is really, really, really good and we've got lots of male <laughs> enhancement. <laughs> I, I don't even think that's possible. Hey, is that why we're so happy? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a PG-13 show. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, Emily and I, Emily, we're pretty happy. Oh, yes. We don't always agree on everything. No. And sometimes, you know, we get huffy with each other. Cranky. Yeah. But I think a key to being happy is forgiveness. Oh, yes. And being able to say you're sorry. Sometimes you tell me that I'm kind of, I don't like to apologize. No, you don't. You know, I think a lot of guys find it hard to say, I'm so... (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Oh, you were a sweetheart. You did last night. Just like happy relationships, it's a myth that Scott McKay doesn't apologize. It's a myth. So... I'm sorry for not apologizing, Emily. Aww. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Enough of that. And so what we've got going on here is a situation where if we're willing to apologize to each other. Yes. Admit when we don't do things right and at least hear the other person out when there's a grievance. Right. Then the forgiveness happens. Yeah. You have to be able to understand each other, where the other person's coming from, because a lot of it comes from misunderstandings. That's right. And once you get that cleared up. The rest can take care of itself. Yeah. I think you really have to honestly hear what the other person's saying and at least give a listen to why the other person is upset. Get their perspective. Right. Because the way they're thinking may be a whole different wavelength from your thinking processes. Yeah, that's right. And it starts to make sense after that. Right. I think, you know, a big part of having a quote-unquote happy relationship, at least not being at each other's throats and being miserable, I think miserable is a good way to find the opposite of happy when it comes to a relationship. Some people live for that. Drama queens live for that. Yeah, some people are happy, miserable, aren't they? I, I don't understand that concept, but yes. Man, this is complicated. It's like a sliding scale. Now, here's an interesting thought. Okay. When you're listening to the other person, right? when you're listening to each other, couples have to remember to give each other permission to have feelings. Absolutely. I know with me and my mother, as we were transitioning from mother-child relationship to a mother-adult relationship... Mm-hmm. A mother-mother um, relationship? Right, you know. <laughs> a grandmother-mother relationship. Yeah, an adult life, really. Yes, right. I had to learn that she had she had rights to have her own feelings. Yeah. It wasn't up to me to get upset for her feeling a certain way. So once I did that, our relationship just became wonderful. It just opened up just by me realizing that she was a human being with feelings, entitled to those feelings, whether they were right or wrong. And, you know, that kind of selfishness and that kind of self-absorption of not being able to see someone else's feelings, that really is kind of an immature trait. Yes. Kind of to bring this all back around. I really think that part of being happy is minimizing the unhappy. Mm-hmm. In other words, if something's going on that is kind of, you know, harshing our buzz a little bit, what we've got to do is we've got to get down to it. We've got to trust each other. Mm-hmm. We've got to trust that we love each other. And that you want to work it out. And so that when you, you want to work it out. sit down to talk about stuff, that the goal isn't to be angry and upset and mm-hmm. fume and make it worse. The goal is to make things better, to come to a conclusion 
of how to make this work. Yeah. Compromising. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, it takes maturity. It takes communication, which we've talked about on this very show. And it takes a resolve to get down to the bottom of this so we can go back to having a normal life. I think people who love that kind of strife, people who really enjoy being at each other's throats and almost have this fear of success where they just enjoy being unhappy, I think it's hard for one person to be half of a great relationship when that's their mindset. Right. That's Both parties have to be willing to cooperate together to make this happen. It's not going to happen if just one person's doing this. Yeah, absolutely. eventually you're going to be resentful because you put in 110% or you've put in 200% and the other person hasn't. You know, we're talking about the definition of happy. And we were also talking about how cool our guests are today. Yes. I think now would be a good time to introduce them and to play the interview that we did with them. Oh, great, because I've been trying so hard not to break the ice. Yeah. Not to, not to spill <laughs> they, the beans. They gave, they gave such great stuff out that it's like we have to like withhold some of what we want to say until they say it for us. So John and Laurie Weiss are the authors of Being Happy Together, How to Create a Fabulous Relationship with Your Life Partner in Less Than an Hour a Week. Wow. So here they are, ladies and gentlemen. We want to introduce them to you. We know that they're probably new to a bunch of you out there because they're more in the relationship psychotherapy field than they are the dating field. Yeah. So well, here, he's a doctor, too. Yeah, they're both doctors. They're both psychotherapists. They're both doctors. Yeah, exactly. So here they are, ladies and gentlemen. We proudly present to you here on X and Y on the Fly, John and Laurie Weiss. Hey, this is Scott, and I have a real treat for you today. With me are doctors John and Laurie Weiss. They're relationship coaches, psychotherapists, and Laurie is the author of a book that's called Being Happy Together, How to Create a Fabulous Relationship with Your Life Partner in Less Than an Hour a Week. John and Laurie, welcome to X and Y on the Fly. Hi, oh, Scott. thank you, Scott. You know, your story is quite fascinating to me because a lot of times people come up to us and say, you know, Scott and Emily, you guys look so happy. You're newlyweds. You're having this great life together. You all kind of started on a little bit of a rocky road, contrary to popular wisdom, and only years into your marriage became the happy couple that you are today. Tell us about that. I don't think it was so much that we started out on a rocky road. I think we started out on a very ordinary road. Then we hit some rocks fairly early on. We thought we were happy. We thought we were quite happy. We were doing everything we were supposed to be doing. We met in college and fell in love almost instantly. Wow. I mean, within a week, I was having to bite my tongue to keep from saying (laughs) when we're married because I didn't want to scare him off, but we really clicked. And it took us a couple of years to get married because of promises I'd made to my parents. And we just did everything the way we were supposed to do it. All was working very well. And he hauled me into a therapist at one point and things got even better found out we weren't as happy as we thought we were Hmm. you know it was sort of on the job training you know i was training to be a therapist so i thought everybody should have therapy including her he got to (laughs) be a doctor long 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 before i did but that's beside the point that's a different story so we married and we did fine until we lost our first baby oh that's tragic And that was at the end of a totally normal pregnancy where we had set our lives about what happens next, how to be parents, and we had to go back to go. Devastating. And it was, you know, as painful as it was, it was in other ways a very strengthening experience because we had to be there for each other. And even if we didn't do it well, we were clear that that was necessary. And we didn't do it well. Yeah. Because it took me a long time to get pregnant again. 
and in the 18 months, I was just terrified, very upset, keeping it all inside. And by the time I was three months pregnant, John told me that he was ready to leave me for another woman. And I lost it, I tell you. Yeah, I had not gotten what was going on with Lori. Just my experience was that she wasn't there. She wasn't available. She wasn't responsive. So I went and found something more interesting to do, which, as it turns out, was my co-therapist, who if I had sent to a computer matching service, I couldn't have found anybody more like Lori. Wow. And I think at that point when I lost it, things began to change because I discovered a part of me that I didn't even know existed. I mean, I was just furious. I had so much energy and just refused to let him go at that point with more energy than I knew existed. Yeah, it got my attention. So how did you two get over that rough road and become the couple that you are today? Well, I think the biggest part of it, what Lori got into was telling the truth instead of being good. Wow. You know, or being scared. And as uncomfortable as that was for me, it was also freeing because there was kind of a permission for me to tell my truth too, which was how unhappy I was about her not being available and responsive, which is not something I would have ever said out loud to her before that. And we started to take that as a model of how we needed to relate to each other, which was to say truly what was going on with each of us and how we felt about it and what we needed about it. So that really is foundational to your concept of your book, and obviously then foundational to being happy, is instead of kind of trying to seek each other's approval and going through life not really telling the truth, you tell each other the truth so that you can learn what each other's wants and needs are. So it isn't this Pollyanna-ish thing of being happy. Yeah. It's really learning how to communicate in the right way. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to talk about the value of counting each other's needs if we don't have any way to articulate them and make them clear to ourselves and to each other. So the communication about those is the most important part of it, I think. But there's more than that. It's not just communicating about what we need, because for a while it was like, I need this, well, I have to drop everything and give it to you, and that didn't work either. It was more like, I need this, you need that. How are we going to negotiate it? And I think negotiating skills is the one thing that my clients generally don't have. They're never even occurred to them to negotiate. They just fight. Hmm. And we have learned how to do that with help over time. And I think we've really honed it down to a real skill. I think one of the most important things we learned is the fact that we have different wants and needs and feelings at the same time is not actually a contest. Wow. What we had learned, like most people in our culture, is that that's a contest that somebody will win and somebody will lose. And then all the moves thereafter are strategies about how to deal with that contest. But the truth is that that's normal. People always have different wants and different needs, except when they're in the beginning of a relationship, which is the falling in love phase, where you right. don't pay any attention to those wants and needs. Right. A prolonged honeymoon, that's not reasonable, is it? Basically, nature designed us so that the honeymoon lasts until we can get children started. <laughs> then our right. genes don't care anymore. Wow. So you all have a very interesting way of defining happiness and that you really can't put a finger on it. You all have said in the past that really defining happiness is something each couple must do on their own. Each individual, really. Uh, what makes me happy and what makes Lori happy are not the same thing, and they're often the opposite thing. 
And sometimes the same thing may make us both happy, but in different ways. And so, you know, didn't you see that? Didn't you love that? And I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, John, you don't like to go shoe shopping? What's the deal? Well, you know, it's, it's more subtle stuff like that. You mean you didn't hear that chord change? That was awesome. What are you talking about? (laughs) And in terms of shopping, the way I get him to come shopping with me is I promise he can come into the dressing room and watch me try things on. Oh, yes. That he enjoys. That works works. the first time. It works 46 (laughs) years later. It works for a while. And when it doesn't work, there's always the husband's seat in the book. Well, see, that works, too. There you go. You've proven your own concept here today because there's a way that you all make each other happy that would never work in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But basically, kind of to land the plane here, you're talking about being honest instead of trying to sugarcoat your feelings towards someone else and go, oh, you know what? In order to seek your approval, I'm going to be happy with whatever makes you happy. That's unreasonable. A couple I'm hearing you say needs to get together and be honest about what their own wants and needs are. Figure out what's going to make the other person happy and really learn how to be a couple instead of a couple of individuals on separate paths. Absolutely. You know, the thing that most often gets in the way is sort of an unspoken assumption that both people carry that the way the world works is that somebody's needs and wants are more important than somebody else's. Mm. They may be fighting about whose it is. But what we've discovered and what we try and work out literally from day to day as well as teach our clients and write about is that everybody's needs are important and the energy needs to go into figuring out what will satisfy as much as possible what everybody needs and that that's a more important commitment than to get my own needs met to make sure that we both get it is the important commitment. Well, John and Laurie, this has been a fantastic interview, amazing groundbreaking stuff. Once again, our guests have been John and Laurie Weiss. The book is called Being Happy Together. And John and Laurie, thank you again for being with us here today on X and Y on the Fly. Our pleasure. It's been a joy. Thank you. And now back to the program. Well, I sure did enjoy that interview. You sure did or you didn't? I sure did enjoy it. Yeah, I I was not ready for what they said. I was surprised. I mean, they were such a happy couple, and to find out what their history was. Oh, I know. Where they came to the point where they were on the verge of going their separate ways. I mean, it was truly, truly rocky. Oh, yeah. And they managed to turn that around and find happiness blissfully together. And, you know, happiness not like painting on a happy face. Right. Not faking our way through this and pretending we're happy. Not pixie dust and flowers and rainbows. (laughs) Exactly. It is born of a genuine positive concern for each other right a positive ability to allow the other person to find their own road of happiness and then kind of bring those roads together right a compromising as they've mentioned right no one has to give up their own happiness to make the other person happy right i think that's fascinating and you know john and laurie weiss have been married for almost 50 years that's awesome i look forward to that oh me too i look forward to living to be 92 that would be great you better live to 92. Yeah, I know. Probably have to change my diet. I mean, you look at the size of your tummy. You're pregnant, and mine's growing at a faster rate than yours is. <laughs> but we digress. But John and Laurie, you know, we look at John and Laurie, and we like to listen to them. We like to read what they have to say. By the way, the book is terrific. And as we read what John and Laurie have to say, you know, we kind of do see ourselves where we'd like to be. And it's kind of funny because I was expecting to hear, oh, we have this incredible life where – it, as you said, is just like a fairy tale, a pixie dust thing, you know? And no, it's not like that. Every day is a commitment. 
And what's interesting, every relationship goes through its ups and downs. We all heard the cliche, it's mm -hmm. like being on a roller coaster. That's right. And it's so true because you can't expect it to go without problems. That's right. And the biggest key is understanding how to deal with those problems. Yeah, that's right. And as they mentioned, communication was the biggest tool on being able to be honest with one another. And once they were able to do that, like they said, then they were able to work things out. Yeah, terrific stuff. Any one of you out there who would love to get into a relationship and keep it together and keep it honestly happy. I, I think any relationship, if you can go from where they were, where it was really bad to being great. Yes. If you have a relationship that's good or wonderful or anything between even our relationship, you can always take it to another level that's even better. Absolutely. And if that's what you want in your life, this is the book. And we've set up a special URL for you, and that's going to be www deservewhatyouwant.com front slash happy. It's a very reasonably priced book and very, very well written. I mean, this is delivering lots of bang for the buck. So once again, John and Laurie Weiss, thank you to John and Laurie for being on the show. The only couple that can't help is Cosmo and Gracie. Oh, man. Cosmo and Gracie are two hairless terriers, and Cosmo has no game whatsoever. His <laughs> poor dog. He just spins and spins and spins, and Gracie looks at him like, oh, my goodness. You, yeah. You expect me to be interested in that? And, like, Gracie is, like, show quality. She's, like, a little terrier hottie as far as hairless mammals go. She's pretty hot. Uh, Cosmo would be so lucky. <laughs> Cosmo would love to be very much so lucky. And meanwhile, what does Gracie say? If you were the last... If you're the last dog on earth. on earth, I don't think so. Unfortunately for Gracie, he pretty much is, since they're the only two dogs in the house. He is the only dog, and she still turns him down, poor thing. Yeah, I know. Gracie tries to kind of horn in on me, too. That's what she tries to do. She does, isn't she? Yeah, she, no, she, she tries to steal me from you. She does. Yeah, I know. She's a, what a homewrecker, Gracie. So anyway, back to the subject at hand. This is not a um, canine dating podcast. This is a very human endeavor we're doing here. Let's let's talk about this from the perspective of beginning a relationship. The romantic side of it. Well, yeah, obviously when you first start, and you know, kind of the sobering fact here, Emily, is genuinely we're kind of just starting. Right. I mean, compared to John and Laurie, we're definitely just starting. And you know, what's especially sobering is the fact that it took them five years to get to the rocky part. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we're not even there yet. No. So I'm glad we're having this conversation now. Right. That's good. It should be 2020 foresight for everybody. When you get into these relationships, you think you're happy because you're getting along. You really haven't gotten to know the other person yet. You go through that romance phase. Laurie so eloquently described that as the time until you have children. And then your chromosomes don't need you anymore. Right? Right. <laughs> it doesn't need a relationship anymore. We've already had kids. We've done our purpose. Is it really that biological, do you think? I have a different feeling or thought about that. My thought is the honeymoon phase of it, that real sweet, romantic, I don't know, butterflies in your stomach feeling, right. really helps solidify a relationship so that when you do hit those rocky times, right. you have something to look back on and go, well, it used to be like this. I want it like that again. Right. So that you work really hard to get back to that point. Now, is this all work or does there have to be some kind of underlying foundation there to make happiness happen? That's a good question. Oh, I think there definitely does. You need to have a foundation. I think you need to have character. Yes. You need to have character. I need to have character. When we make a commitment to each other, that commitment needs to be kept. You know, ironically, here you have a couple in John and Laurie who did survive an affair. 
Yes. Which we've talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, that's very difficult to do. We got on a, a deal with Triple O Relationships for one of their new programs on saving your marriage. And I said publicly, I think it's very difficult to bounce back from an affair. Those two did. Well, you heard me say, I believe any couple can survive an affair with the right things in place. Well, somehow, though, there was this foundation where, hey, you know what? We're going to believe in this relationship. Well, the fact We're that they trust had the each other. honeymoon state for the first part of their five years gave them hope and something to look forward to. Right, they something had to it return before. to. Right, they knew it was possible. That's right. You know, like John said, it caught his attention. Yes, they so, want it back again. Right. So here you have a situation where you have two people willing to be one half of a great relationship. One person cannot do all of the heavy lifting in a relationship. It no. will not be happy. It just doesn't work. That's right. You're going to be miserable. You know, notwithstanding the people we know are happy when they're miserable, I think that's sort of a crazy way to define things anyway. <laughs> if you're miserable, you're not happy. Right. Misery is just misery. That's all, yeah. that's all there is to it. And if you're happy, that means you're trying to make the best of this life as short as it is, and you're going through life together with positive concern and trying to create happiness. That's right. That's right. And it's got to be a team effort. Yes, and that's why when you find someone in your life to partner up with, mm -hmm. you want them to have the same character, the same conviction as that. Yeah, you know, you have to complete each other. Because eventually you're going to hit those rocky roads, and you want someone who's capable, who has the fibers within them right. to fight it through. That's right, because so many people are such wussies. Maybe that's why... Women don't like wussy guys. That reminds me. You heard those vows that some people give? Well, we'll stay married for as long as we are happy together and... That's not a vow. No, it's not. Are you just going to gloss over what I just said? Would do you? you think that has something to do with why women don't like wussy guys? Because they're, they're not going to be commitment-minded. They can't keep a commitment. They don't have the guts to take the leadership in a relationship and keep that relationship moving, and women can sense that archetypically in their brain. Well, it's they lose the sense of security when they're with the wussy guy. Yeah, but that's a huge part of the security. Maybe if the guy is that much of a waffler and that well, can't well, lead true. the relationship and will cut and run every time the chips are down. He's going to cut and run on her too. That's exactly right. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. That's what a, a huge point. revelation. I mean, that's worth the price of admission to this podcast. Oh, wait, <laughs> there was no price of admission. The podcasts are free, right? Got to love that, folks. No, I think that's huge. I think that has ramifications for every guy out there who's trying to attract women and every woman who wants to get down to the bottom of why she sees certain positives and negatives in the guy she's dating. Right. If you want a relationship, you've got to start off with the right partner. Yes. You can't just will your way through a relationship because you can't get in the mind of another person. Mm -mm. You can't just pick somebody off the street and go, okay, that's the one. So you get through this honeymoon stage at the first part of it. Right. And then all of a sudden you have your first rocky road. You go and you sulk and you act real immature about it. I think it's going to be difficult to get through that first time. I mean, the first time you and I kind of got at each other's throats, it wasn't easy. No, it wasn't. But we got through it. Well, yeah. Of course, because we kind of like each other. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, it all comes down to a decision. It comes down to work. And... Once you have worked together, once you've made this commitment born of character to each other, then and only then can you expect to go on a road through life where you're mutually looking for happiness. Where you're looking for each other's happiness. That's right. And I don't think that's a myth. And to interweave it with yours. 
I think that is what happiness is all about. And, you know, here we are. Well, you and I know that. We've seen lots of couples experiencing that in their own lives. We're not just right. the only couple on this planet that are happy together. Well, that's right. And then you look at what John and Laurie said, and it sounds so confusing at first. And it's great to see a couple who's been married for so many years have that wonderful really strong relationship right so you can't just say well that's just a honeymoon phase because you can continue oh, no, that for the rest of your life oh no it most certainly wasn't and then you look at their definition of happiness and like i said it was confusing at first mm-hmm. you each know, person has their own way of fulfilling happiness right and you've got to allow the other person to live their life and support them in that right instead of saying hey um are you going to make me happy I think that is a huge point right there. Mm -hmm. You hear a lot of times people saying, well, I want to marry a man who makes me happy. Or a guy saying, I'm not going to stick with a woman until she makes me happy. You know what I think, Emily? I don't think it's my job to make you happy. No. You have to be happy. Right. You can only make yourself happy. I can't make you feel anything. No, you can't. I make myself happy, and all you can do is just enhance it. Right. I can allow you to pursue your happiness. Right. And you do the same for me, and then together, hopefully, we have common goals. I was talking to someone, and they were saying, I want want a woman who's this and that and blah, 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 who will make me feel this way, who will make me feel that way, who will do do this for me and do that for me. Can't do it. And I was like, wait, stop right there. Guys and gals, beware the member of the opposite sex. Beware all motos out there who say it's up to you to make me happy. Wait, you know what I asked the next question I said? Stop right there. I said, what do you plan to contribute towards that relationship? Uh, duh. Yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) It's like, oh, I hadn't thought about it. No, I'm the princess. (laughs) Everybody comes and serves me. You're going to want to think about it because she's going to want to know what you have to contribute to her. Yep. That's a mature attitude. Again, that's the way of looking at things that says, you know what? I'm going to be enough. I'm fulfilled with or without someone else in my life. But it's so much nicer to share my reality with someone else. Yes. It's not up to you to come fix things for me. I think that's an incredible point. No, we just simply support each other. That's right. And enjoy each other's happiness together. I think that's the meaning of happiness. I think so. No, I just thought of one more point. What's that? They had mentioned that you go through a blissful or happy honeymoon state and then the children come and the honeymoon is just designed to get you past having the children and once that's done, you're done. Right. And I was thinking, um, there's some truth to that because once you have your kids, there's that stress of focusing on them and getting their needs taken care of Mm -hmm. and both your needs have to be put on the side. So it's only natural for that to cause stress in a relationship when children come along so it's very normal when people say that the honeymoon's over when the kids come basically it's almost true well you know not only that but there's a wrench thrown in the machine it's not just the two of you now you have kids and their happiness so you're not just focused on making each other happy now you have these other little human beings in the house who you know are crying and want to be fed right now keep you up at night and make you cranky and tired and hard to deal with yeah that doesn't change till they get out of the house either (laughs) yeah that's really a profound point so then you kind of not only have to decide at the front end of a relationship what happiness together means after you've known each other for a while and the quote-unquote honeymoon phase is over you have to revisit what happiness means then and then after you have children what does happiness mean? And we all change as we go through life. And, and even, when the so children, even when the children leave the nest, again, it has to be reevaluated. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a long 
road that's fraught with lots of work. And when you think about it, it's amazing how many marriages actually stick together. Yeah. A lot of people have the ability to. But you know it's well worth it. I think so. <laughs> if you want to call our show via voicemail, you need to call the following number. It's 210-362-4400. Once again, that's 210-362-4400. And guess what, Emily? What? This week we actually have an example. We have a voicemail. Comes to us from Craig, and he's in Baltimore, Maryland. That's where I grew up. That's right, your hometown. Yeah, that gave him major brownie points. And here's what Craig had to say. Yeah, hey, um, how you guys doing? I just wanted to let you know, oh, this is Craig. I am calling from Baltimore, Maryland. And, Scott, I remember you said you used to live here and everything, which is cool. Um, Let me see. I subscribe to the uh, X and Y on the Fly podcast. Y'all have so many. And the Chick Whisperer, I just heard it this week. Um, Well, last week, actually. I love it. I think it's great stuff. Um, if I had dating questions, especially questions about Match.com, because I'm on there, I know you said you can submit your profile for, you know, for you and Emily for an eval of the site and everything. And, you know, I love what you say about the subject line. If you could send me the link to where I would go to ask the Match.com questions or the um, questions about dating and in general and everything, and then maybe get some honest feedback, and I would really appreciate that. Well, anyway, I look forward to speaking to you guys. Love what you do. Thank you, and much success and everything to both of you. Well, big thanks to Craig for listening, and we will be sending him a copy of How to Manage Your Wildly Successful Dating Life for sending us that voicemail. And when you send us a voicemail, you can get the same thing. Well, thank you very much, Craig. And you know what, Craig? You asked about our other podcast where we talk about online dating profiles and that is called online dating profile rating and you can find that on iTunes or at feeds.feedburner.com front slash online dating and we do pick apart a different profile every week and you can email us your profile that we may use on that show at the same place you email us here what's our email address Emily it mine is Emily at date to order.com and mine is Scott, S-C-O-T, at date2order.com. That's D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R.com. Email us your questions. We could read them here. Send you a book. Absolutely voicemail us. And you know what? Craig also mentioned that he's a listener of the Chick Whisperer show. So, guys, if you have found this podcast and have not yet found the Chick Whisperer podcast for guys only on iTunes, you can check that at feeds.feedburner.com front slash the Chick Whisperer. Very good. There you go. Come visit us on MySpace. We haven't said that for a while. And that is www.myspace.com front slash X underscore and underscore Y. And you can also join us on our forum. We're up to almost 800 members on our forum. And that is www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash forum. Everything's at deservewhatyouwant.com front slash something around here. By now, I think everybody, Emily, knows that they can come to our site, www.deservewhatyouwant.com, and join our newsletter, which they should do. But you have a special announcement, too, don't you? I do. I have my own newsletter for women. This is something we got a lot of emails on. Tell them how they can get on my email list. What you do is it's so simple. You don't even have to put anything in the subject line or the email. All you have to do is email Emily at aweber.com. E-M-I-L-Y at A-W-E-B-E-R.com. And you'll be on Emily's mailing list. It's already going pretty quickly. You've sent your first one out, and I know the ladies appreciate it. I do, and I got another one coming out this week. There you go. Until episode number 31, this has been X and Y on the Fly. 
And my name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. Be good. And have fun. Hey there. This is your favorite morning talk show host. Either that or your favorite evening game show host. Whatever. But I just got done watching X and Y on the Fly Live on YouTube, and I can't believe it. It's out of control. So now, Scott and Emily are my lifeline. My dating life is not 50-50 anymore. And that's my final answer. Copyright 2007 X and Y Communications. Be sure to visit Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. Also, be sure to get their free daily mini-podcast, The Dating Cast Minute, at www.powermonogamy.com.